0: Every
1: single day I feel the... Artlist I.O. Every single day I feel the pressure. Double up the work, let's make it extra. Working so my mother get a
0: rest, like I never know I'm best, yeah. Every single day I feel the pressure. Yo, what's happening? It's your boy C-Rock back in that one studio on the What Do You Made Of show. We're rocking and rolling here, going through... Wrapping this 2023 up, uh, you know, I got another great guest for you today. But before I do that, I just want to remind everyone how much I appreciate you being a listener, supporter of me, my movement, my companies, everything that you guys, you know, when you keep showing up and, and then when you, when you share something for me on, on social media, whatever, whatever it is that you contribute, I just want to know, want you to know that I, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's a way I can touch more people through other folks and keep coming back. And also we have that one merch. Hats, T-shirts, and sweatshirts, and we're going to be coming out with a lot more things. You can go check that out at that, the number one, one that1merch.com. We're creating a movement, and I'm looking for ambassadors. So if you're an influencer, you want to be an ambassador for that one and make some money while you're doing it, just DM me on Instagram, Mikey Rock and we'll get you hooked up. All right, guys. So today, we got Brad Chandler in the building. Brad was uh, you know, first introduced to real estate when he read a book in ninth grade on how to buy houses. Inspired by a neighbor's property deal in 2002, he founded Express Home Buyers after a conversation with an investor. Over two decades, the company has facilitated the purchase and sale of 4,000 homes nationwide, functioning largely independently. Brad's current passion lies in empowering his team and clients, driven by his transformative journey towards self-love, which led to the creation of Brad Chandler Coaching in 2022. Brad, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Appreciate you being here. We start to show the same way every time, and that's with the question, Brad. What are you made of?
1: I'm made of love.
0: I see that in the bio. Self-love. <laughs> Elaborate a little bit on that for me.
1: Yeah, man. So we're all made of love. Um, At our essence, all we are is light and love. And we're born this creature of light and love, this perfect human being. Whatever your spiritual belief is, uh, we all came from one creator. There's not like 20 different creators out there, right? So, we're born this like just amazing, amazing human being. And through stuff that we go through, that our imperfect parents and our imperfect caregivers uh, put us through, we come up with these filters on that love and we come up with these coping mechanisms where we tell ourselves untruths about who we are. And the one limiting belief that is most found in every human being to some level is I am not enough. Something bad happens to you as a kid. You look at your parents and you're like, well, they're doing this to me or tabbing to me. I must be bad. I must not be enough. So um, that's what we are. We all are just love. And so if anyone's struggling with any capacity in life, it will always go back to this thing. It's always a thinking problem. And your thinking comes from these childhood experiences that we went through where we told ourselves these untruths to get us through those tough times.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I, I can't wait to hear how you've come up with this as far as realization of it and, and then put it into work. The action uh, and what you've been through, we're gonna get to that in a second. But what if I tell myself when I wake up every morning, I'm built for this. I'm a badass. Is that a lie, or is that like when you tell, you're talking like that? That's.
1: <laughs> I mean, it depends what you're built for. Um, built you for can... this.
0: I'm built to get through this, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think I mean, look, if it's if it's yeah, I think that's absolutely fine. You're, you're built to get through. Yeah, we are built. We're built to get through anything because we never are given more than we can handle. And I live my life, Mike, that everything in my life happens for me, so I don't have bad days anymore. Because what's bad?
0: Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you, man. You know, Jacque William recently said I saw on social media that when something happens that you feel like it's bad, say good, it changes everything. And I, you know, I did this thing where I was doing a mentor group um, for a while. And I was meeting Mondays and Wednesdays Oh no, Mondays and Fridays. Mondays would be, uh, intention setting. Friday was celebrating wins and accountability. But every Monday I would always say, man, Monday's my favorite day of the week, because if you can get Monday to be your favorite day of the week, the rest of the week is easy, you know? So it's similar to that. I love it, I, man.
1: I have a boat named forever Friday. <laughs> now i will squeal on myself and say i named that that was old brad in his party days when he drank and smoked a lot of weed um so i think my next boat name or if i change this it will be forever free because yeah. i now am forever free and i thought freedom came through money and it, it, it doesn't yeah yeah
0: you know which day's better guys listening if you're listening to this it's friday better or saturday better what's what's your favorite day of the week let us know Let us know what you think. Hey, so Brad, tell me where did this all start back in the day? Where did Brad start? We we talked in the green room before the show about Ocean City, Maryland, and you working down in Ocean City, Maryland, and having some parties down there. And I live in Ocean City, Maryland, very familiar with it. So where did this all start from you? For you, like you take us back, you know? And did you have a rough childhood or what? Like just just.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to go back all the way to my childhood because this is where all all problems always start, or ninety nine point nine percent of them. Um, my father was uh, didn't have a lot of self love, um, didn't think highly of himself. Uh, would hit me with a belt, would make fun of me. My parents fought a lot. There wasn't a lot of safety in my house. There was a lot of a lot of arguing, and um, I I didn't want to be that person. I wasn't. I changed, but but what we don't understand is that. The 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 things that are driving our behavior on a daily basis, Mike, are are 95% of our subconscious mind. There are these hidden deep-seated beliefs. So while I, for years and years and years, read every Tony Robbins book and went to all these seminars, it was like I had a bungee cord tied to my back. And while trying to get my son help for anxiety three years ago, I was on a performance uh, a Zoom call with a performance coach. And she said, you blink like crazy when you talk about your childhood. You may have some unresolved childhood trauma. Do you want to come work with Mike's Navy SEAL husband? So I said sure and her I went out to Park City and in one 3-hour session my life forever changed. I felt like I was trying to sprint with the bungee cord and they took a machete and just cut it and then I took off and my life forever changed in a good way. What did they do? So they went back to my childhood and they asked me what when were times in your childhood where you felt like you had no control or you went through a stressful situation, you went through some type of trauma. And then from there well, you know, because trauma isn't actually what happens to you, Mike. Trauma, that's a traumatic event. Trauma is what, what happens inside of you, what you tell yourself about that event. So we, we went back and once we identified those times, we, we then figured out what was the story that I told myself around those events. And the story I told myself was that I deserve this. I deserve to get hit. I deserve to be made fun of uh, because obviously something's wrong with me. And that, and that controlled yeah. my life for 47 years, it cost me two, two marriages, uh, cost me $9 million making five business mistakes, chasing my worth. It caused two kids with behavioral issues, uh, the use of weed and marijuana on a regular basis. I mean, you name it, it, uh, it affected my life.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I can relate to this stuff. You know, I had a stepmother that used to say I was pathetic mm. as an eight-year-old to 10, like, you're pathetic. Oh. you're pathetic. Like, I didn't even know what pathetic was, but the way she said it. I got that vibe from it, what it was, but you know, like I realized something. And again, I, I've probably been through some, you know, some things as well, but I realized something that I was stubborn and, 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 and I can understand like the stubbornness must drive people crazy because they want something a certain way. They want to push you a certain way. And I'm just like, I'm so damn stubborn, but I'm sure I got, it affected me to some, some degree. Um, But I just never, I never like, I always I, like I have this thing, and I love to hear your thoughts on this. I have I wrote a book called Rocket Fuel. It's back here, uh, and and it was about turning setbacks into rocket fuel, right? And one thing I figured out at a young age, and I don't know how I did this, but I started figuring out if I take all this stuff that I don't like or I think it's bad, and I start storing it in my tank instead of my trunk, I can convert it and propel myself. And so I started doing this at a young age, and. And, and then all of a sudden, I, I always would always like up level, up level, anytime something bad happened, I would up level. And I identified this and like labeled it into a book and concept. Um, but most people keep their stuff in the trunk, don't they, Brad?
1: Yeah, they push stuff down. I mean, look, when, when, you're, when you're eight years old and you're being told you're pathetic, number one, that is your stepmother was projecting how she felt about herself because no, no woman, no mother that felt self-love or had self-love would ever tell an eight-year-old that they're pathetic. Um, So I was in your shoes. I was like, well, uh, it it wasn't my childhood that affected me. It was something else. Frankly, I didn't even know that there was any effect. I I thought like two failed marriages, it was their problem. Everyone smokes weed. Like I didn't think I had a problem until I went to get my son help for anxiety. So I developed this quiz that anyone could take. You should literally go take it after the show. Bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. It takes you three minutes. It tells you your level of self-love. It will tell you, has your past if it has it affected your life today, what are your relationships like? Do you drink? Do you have self-destructive behaviors? Do you, are you dissatisfied with the person you are? Do you take things personally? Are you in a bad mood? All of these things are signs that your childhood really did and does affect you.
0: Yeah. So when, how, I guess, how old were you when you started to realize when was this thing when you went to the Navy SEAL House. This was
1: three years ago, man. This was, and, and I'd gone to three decades of therapy and 50 different marriage counseling sessions and not anyone got close in three hours. I had more progress than I did in 30 years of therapy. And that's w- when I work with my clients now, ironically, it's between hour like three and five where they have these like major breakthroughs, like, Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And you know, don't it come from a cognition where you start to realize like, uh, a certainty that you didn't understand before, it comes from something like, you know, you made these decisions after all these other things happen, which cancels out what you're really capable and ability, your ability is.
1: If you, at, if you look at the Fortune 500 CEO, Mike, and you look at a mid-level manager at Walmart, their, their, their IQ difference is minuscule. But I believe one person believes they should do it and the other person believes that you know, they were told that they were pathetic and so they should be you know working at Walmart or nothing to disparage or working on you know a, a road crew or something. Those people that are working on road crews, they could be as intelligent as you or I. It's just they were told they were pathetic and would never amount to anything. So they believed it. So they never wanted to go. They're like, I can't get out of this making you know, $10, $12 an hour.
0: Yep. Yep. All a belief system. All the belief systems. So, okay, so did you, three years ago, man, three years but, ago.
1: But these beliefs aren't, you don't wake up every day and say, I'm staying at my $12 an hour job because my mom was mean to me and I don't believe I deserve it. They're all buried in your subconscious mind. When I bought a boat, a 42-foot boat and never owned a boat three years ago and was going to take it to the Bahamas, I didn't wake up and say, I'm no good. I've got to get a boat to show the world I'm good. But my subconscious mind drove me to do that. So that's how the, why the self-love quiz is so powerful. You can actually see, is this affecting my life and my relationships?
0: So it's not that you bought a boat. That's a problem. It's why you bought the boat.
1: It's why I bought the boat. Now, looking back, I was just trying to, it was just another thing in my life. I was trying to prove.
0: (laughs) But you could have bought a boat because you wanted to buy a boat and had fun. It's just that you bought it for, you didn't buy (laughs) it for that reason. No, It
1: it, it turned out that I fell in love with boating and I'm going to probably spend most of my life on a boat, you know, two years from now. But it worked out great. But um, I mean, I, I didn't know what I was doing, dude. I, I'm in the freaking ocean with one engine. I'm a brand new boater with one engine. And the, I, I'd, I'd written forward because I needed a mechanic. And I didn't check the, the Facebook post until I got into, into harbor um, in Brunswick, Georgia. And I'm reading it and they're like, do not go through that pass on one engine. I didn't read it. I went through on one engine. I'm like bracing myself. I got my new dog. I've got a buddy of mine who knows nothing about boating either. The boat's rocking. Had I lost that second engine? Oh my God. I might not be talking to you today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but you've had success in, in business without correcting this before. Right. And it was driven probably by I'll show you,
1: hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent. That That's why I got into real estate. Like I, I don't, I could care less about real estate. I, I fortunately have a real estate company that did 253 deals last, last year, fix and flips and wholesale deals. And it runs without me an hour a week, but I don't care about real estate. I was put on this planet to help people overcome their suffering so that they can thrive and live live a life. But I didn't know that until I killed the proverbial lion that was chasing me. People are like, hey, I don't know my life's purpose. Well, no shit. You're living like 75, 80% in a fight or flight state. If there's a lion chasing you, how can you sit back and figure out your purpose? You're just trying to survive each day. And that's most human beings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's weird because I was doing the same thing in the mortgage industry, building, 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 chasing, putting up with so much bullshit, like personalities I didn't need in my life and, and all this stuff. And then when I'm, one day I was, when I had that realization too, I was just like, you know what, you know what it is? I think it, I think it switched for me, Brad, too, when I started serving, like turning my focus on helping others versus surviving. And, and, and try to prove something. I, I think there's something to that.
1: Now you still got to take care of yourself, but you know, 100%. So in the last three years, since I've made this shift, I've gone from trying to make money in business to prove my worth to making an impact. And guess what my net worth has done in these last three years? It's jumped exponentially higher than any other, other, other two or three year period since I've been in business. Why? Because I'm not trying to make money for the sake of making myself feel good, because that can never happen. I am now trying to impact the most people in the best way that I can, showing them how to, how to love themselves and get the life they want.
0: You know, and there's a reason that we ran into each other, because I could tell you right now, like, I can, I can, see, I believe in business. We run into some people sometimes and people cross our paths that can speed the process up in what we're trying to do. Um, I figured some things out over the last four years myself on how to get known and impact the most amount of people. Because I I believe that, you know I I think that's for you too, you you probably know what I'm talking about here. I've been in a chase mode my whole life. Back before I was married, chasing women, chasing parties, chasing good times, then chasing business, got into sales, chasing, chasing, process, chase, chase, chase. And that's not a good thing to be in all your life, chasing. So when I created a brand, and now I create brands, I, I always think to myself, create an attraction model. You could still chase. You have the ability to chase, but it's not a necessity and create traction and that will snowball. And so what are your thoughts on that? Did you feel like you were in a chase mode your whole life? Oh,
1: a hundred percent. And my partner and I in the business now talk about attraction all the time. I have a sales call with someone. If they say no, or maybe... I'm like, okay, I, I, I don't chase anymore. Like, I don't want to chase you. If, if you, if you don't see that your life could be dramatically changed through my services, it's fine. I, I still, I'll still love you, but yeah, we're, we're totally in, in this attraction. Like I'm going to, I created this incredible, you know, three-step process, uh, that, that really is missing from 95% of all life therapy and life coaching and therapists and psychologists and everything. And it's, it's absolutely required to permanently change a mental state. So I've got, I've got something I've had, I've had nearly a hundred clients that have just had, I just got off the phone with one who's, um, I use hypnosis as part of my process. And so I hadn't talked to her since the hypnosis, or I talked to her briefly and she's like, I was like, what has changed? And she says everything. And I'm like, what has stayed the same? She's like, nothing. She's like, I'm a completely different human being than the one you met a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just like, I've got goosebumps. Like I almost was in tears. I would never, that would never make me feel that way. Like real estate just didn't do it for me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Now, do you think that if you found this out sooner or earlier that you wouldn't have had the success that you had in real estate to start with? Because I know you said over the last three years, net worth has increased, but also as inflation increased, a lot of people's net worth has gone up from that. Some has gone down. But but the other thing is you had a foundation. And sometimes when you have a foundation, you put through years, 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 all of a sudden it exponentially get a hockey stick growth in that business. So what if you figured this stuff out prior to building that foundation?
1: You know, look, I, I, uh, uh, who knows is, is the real answer. Um, I know that my lack of worth drove me to make millions of dollars. It also drove me to lose millions of dollars. So I don't, I don't look back and say what if, because um, everything happened just in the right time. Everything, everything continues to happen just as it should.
0: And, and talk to us about, you mentioned marriages, um, like what did you learn from the failed marriages? And are, are you currently married now?
1: I'm not married. I'm in a 13, 14 month relationship, an amazing relationship with my okay. life partner. Um, what did I learn? It's very, very, very simple. The problems in relationships are never the actual relationship. The problem in relationship is the relationship that each individual has with themselves. If you're in a shitty marriage or shitty relationship and you want to fix it, you got to go do the work on yourself. It was always about what she was doing or what I was doing. It's it's has nothing to do with that. Believe me, I've been to 50 something different marriage counseling sessions. When you're being told, hold her hand more, take her on more date nights, repeat back what she's saying, be more emotional, but your subconscious mind is yelling, you're no good. It doesn't work. That shit doesn't work. And when you lack self-love, you are always going to go match with someone who lacks self-love. You're never going to go match with someone who has extreme self-love. So now you've got two people that are feeling unworthy, that are fighting for their worthiness. Here's how it ends. It ends in a lot of arguing and divorce. Or it ends in marriages that never end because one or two of the people are codependent, which means their happiness or their survival is dependent on that other person. So they stay in this miserable relationship. I think like truly 3% of marriages are like really, ha- truly happy. That low? That low. I, I, I have a book that my mom gave me, a textbook that one of her psychology friends wrote like 30 years ago. And he said, after doing studies, 3% were truly, truly happy. Yeah. Yeah
0: uh what about the money that you lost what did you learn from and how did you lose nine million or whatever that number was you said
1: yeah nine million um i got involved in a lawsuit uh that was like a pissing match a trademark lawsuit cost me two million dollars um we bought three development deals in the summer of 2005 i i was making a ton of money i thought i was the smartest guy in the world flipping houses so i'm like well if i can flip houses i can do development deals we lost three million dollars there Uh, We tried to do way too many renovations, um, spread like four hours apart. At one one given time, we had 80 renovations going on. Renovations are the hardest part of the business. Renovating one house house is hard enough. Try doing 80. It's not 80 times as hard. It's like 8,000 times as hard. So yeah, um, just lots of mistakes chasing. I I, I started a Keller Williams franchise, or, or excuse me, a team, not a franchise, in 2008. You know what my goal was, Mike, to be the first agent team to ever sell 1 billion with a B. I got to 120 million in like 780 transactions, but I lost a million dollars doing it. I was all, I was focused on was getting to a billion. Why? Because my subconscious mind was saying, Brad, if you can be the first agent to get to a billion, no one else has done it. Maybe you'll be worthy.
0: Right. Right. How do, how do you, how do you do 80? Like, because they're all different. It's not like a, um, you know, sometimes when you do the subdivisions and like Ryan Homes, all these different
1: Pulte, all these different people,
0: they have like the same model,
1: right? Yeah. But
0: you're doing different. How did you, how do you do 80?
1: It's hard as shit. That's like, why we, that's why we lost millions of dollars doing it. We had three different project managers. We had a, a, um, a VP of construction. We had a ton of overhead late, uh, and and we selected bad contractors and they'd run away, run away with our money. It was really, really freaking hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was hard. I just think maybe it was just uh, not the, the, the right move. That's all.
1: <laughs> it's, no, like, no, it's hard. hard. Renovating it's, any, anyone will well, tell well, you that it's hard. It's what, hard. What, what, what I'm saying
0: is, hold on, hold on, Brad. Let me let me push back a little bit on this because I, I, I have a theory on this. I think things that are hard is because we don't know something.
1: We weren't good at it for sure.
0: If you know something, let's say you knew how to do whatever, and you knew exactly what to do. And all you did was follow steps, right? Like to me, things, beca- things are easier.
1: But the pro- what you said, Mike, earlier is rings true. We're not building new houses. So every single house is different. So you come up with a procedure and then you open up a wall and you see that there's, there's electrical problems. Like it is so hard to cover every if and that.
0: But look what this does. You said th- there was electrical problems behind the wall. That means you didn't know something right? So, so like knowing that, oh shit, we can run into these kinds of things when we do these, knowing that part, knowing that you could not know something, that's what makes it hard. This is some deep theory shit, right? Like I looked, I study, I study some things that like blow people's minds, man. Like I go real deep and I just started realizing all insecurities in life come from not knowing something. And so when I figured this out, I'm like, well shit, not knowing something leads to my insecurities. I either have to just go know it or I get off with that thing because if I'm not going to go to go know it or there's not a way for me to know it and I don't want to deal with that because it's going to be hard, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So so like it helps me with decision making a lot of times and, and also control and responsibility because of the fact that I know that if I'm insecure, if I'm not getting results as fast as I want them or as, to, to the level I want them, it's just because I don't know something.
1: Well, I mean, the base, I mean, to, to, to back up that theory, um, the insecurity that all of us have is we're not enough. And it's due to the fact that we don't know the truth and the truth is we are all enough. And that's what causes our prisons to be full and wars and addictions and divorces and depression, anxiety, you name it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, and there's also this thing in this world where there's, there's, there's business and businesses, um. I mean, prisons are business. It's punitive versus rehabilitative, and encouraged to to go get more people f- to fill these places. It just blows my mind. Anyway, that's nothing. It's a different topic. <laughs> um, so, what's the vision from here? Where Where are you trying to go? Um, I know it's not about like trying to prove that you're enough, but like where Where if I snap my fingers and make anything happen, what does that look like? Paint that picture for me.
1: I mean, look, I just turned 50 in May. I'm manifesting that I'm gonna live to be 110. So I got 16 years of doing this. I'm a health nut, I'm a longevity nut. Um, I wanna help a million people. I I wanna give the gift that I was given in that, that Airbnb two and a half years ago in Park City, Utah. I wanna give it to a million people. I want people to understand that no matter what they're going through, whatever they're suffering with, whether it's addiction or bad relationships or business and chaos or racing mind, anxiety, depression, It doesn't have to be that way. There, there is a, there's a proven model that can help you. And it doesn't take a, you know, 10 years. It doesn't take three years. It doesn't take a bunch of medication. It's literally five, six, seven weeks of, of you buckling down and saying, I'm ready for change and it can change. So I just want to figure out how to give that gift. I also want to, you know, we charge obviously for our services. I want to figure out a way, um, that I can bring this to the masses. I want everyone to be able to afford this gift that I was, um, given.
0: Love it, man. What did what did uh, this is uh we'll wind down with this here, but podcasting. Why did you do like start a podcast in the first place? Why are you coming on shows? Like, what is podcasting? I guess what you thought, what did you think it was gonna do for you? And then what has it done so far?
1: So it's got it allows me to share my word with a bunch of people. Um, it, it allows me to help people take the first step on their journey to, to forever changing their lives. And what has it done? Um, you know, I had a coach a year ago say. Number one, client success. Number two, uh, get on podcast. <laughs> He's like, get on a, get on 100 podcasts in the next year and you'll make a million bucks. And um, I don't know that I made a million bucks, but I can certainly tell you I've gotten a ton of clients and changed a ton of people's lives uh, because of podcasting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. He should have told you to do um, 200. <laughs> you might, might do it. Man. No, podcasting is like, I, I'm a evangelist for it man it's changed my life and business i've gotten you know i'm on stage this past week in vegas with rfk junior tucker carlson pam Bondi from attorney general from florida hanging out with people that i just never even could imagine as a kid that i'd be around hanging out politics aside right um you know just it's just amazing that what podcasting has done for me and now i'm on a mission and journey to help other people do the same thing with the blueprint that we created. So I love it, man. And I appreciate you being here. Guys, go check out com. I'm sure you're you're on Instagram too.
1: I am Brad Chandler coaching and take the quiz. You, you owe it to yourself and your family. If you have kids, your relationship, your business, just it's, it's 12 questions. Just go to bradchandler.com forward slash quiz and see what you think.
0: Go check it out guys. Brad, hang tight. Thanks for being here, brother. Thanks. All right, guys, you've been listening to your boy C-Rock with my guest, Brad Chandler on the What Do You Made Of? show here in that one studio. Until next time, keep coming back, subscribe, tell people about us, of course. But until next time, be that one. Every
1: single-